Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, birthday boy. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you very much. How are you today? Have you been spoilt so far? Um, uh, there was a croissant out this morning, which was nice, and some apple juice. I don't think it's gone much further than that, to be honest with you. When, you, when you've seen as many as I have, it some t- somewhat takes a bit of the allure away from the whole process. But uh, the, the children seem to be excited about the process. Certainly Amelia likes the idea of cake later. So we're, we're getting there, we're getting there. Ah, you're a spring chicken. Uh, dinner this evening, though, you won't be being taken out for a nice slap-up meal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm sure Mrs. Potts has got a variety of uh, celebratory moments for me to enjoy. <laughs> that sounds a bit strange. I, think. I don't know what's happening, basically. <laughs> it sounded like me, then. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, catching. OK, moving on. The markets are weaker and weaker. Yeah, European stocks tumbled yesterday and fears the region is on the brink of a full-blown energy crisis after Russia announced an indefinite suspension of the gas uh, flowing through the Nord Stream pipeline could result in rationing this winter and perhaps even electricity blackouts. Energy security concerns have been coupled with expectations the European Central Bank will be forced into an unprecedented 75 basis point increase at this week's meeting. If you look at the stock 600, it fell 1.7% yesterday. The euro fell below 99 cents against dollar for the first time in two decades, down 13% since the start of the year. After yesterday's we are, however, looking at a slightly muted start on the European bourses, so perhaps some consolidation this morning, but markets still remain, of course, very nervous. And uh, OPEC agrees to cut production after oil prices slump. Yeah, President, as President Biden won't be very happy with this. He's certainly been lobbying for them to keep those taps on as um, as full as possible in an effort to try and improve supply. OPEC Plus say agreeing to make a symbolic cut in oil supply in October. This is an effort to stabilise global crude markets after a faltering economic growth has led to concerns over future demands and pushed prices lower. The group will reduce production by 100,000 barrels per day. The decision reverses the September increase, taking supplies back to the August level. The move will be of a concern to policymakers who have been grappling with inflationary squeeze from crude at $95 a barrel. And, of course, the prospect of that winter energy crunch. Brent rose 3% yesterday, helping to recover some of the 20% decline that we've seen over the course of the past three months, which has been driven, as I say, by weakening economic conditions. If you look at data out of China, remember China is the world's largest importer of oil. They showed that consumption fell 9.7% in July. That's down to a two-year low, although OPEC data still shows demand outstripping supply in the fourth quarter, leading to an inventory drawdown of around about 300,000 barrels per day. Um, but Swiss economy is doing nicely. Always does well, the Swiss economy. They never get too ruffled, do they? The Swiss economy remained resilient through the course of the second quarter, despite the war and the global slowdown. Swiss economy responded well to the end of COVID restrictions in March, expanding by three-tenths to one percent in the second quarter. Government decision to lift all remaining coronavirus curves had a positive impact on growth in hospitality, transport and the event sectors. The increase in GDP also benefited from strong consumer spending. Although Swiss manufacturing 
manufacturing sector failed to sustain its high growth rates due to persistent supply shortages and a slowing global economy. Output fell for the first time in seven quarters. In June, the Swiss government projected that GDP would rise by 2.6% in 2022. While Swiss inflation still looks relatively tame compared to elsewhere, it was at 3.3% in August. Uh, the SMB, of course, hiked rates by 50 basis points in June and uh, may well do so again this month as price pressures become more broad-based. And did you manage to catch Boris Johnson's speech just a few moments ago? Apparently he's a boost, I didn't. It, booster rocket, he said. He said he described... It, was it an emotional <laughs> speech on the steps? I think so. He said he described himself as a booster rocket who has fulfilled his function. And he said, that's it, folks. Okay, well, you know, we all go out in a different way, I suppose. He's had a a nice few weeks in Downing. In a way, I was thinking it's probably been quite pleasurable being in Downing Street. You've got all the perks of high office without any of the responsibilities. So it's been probably quite a nice few weeks there, relaxing. I'm sure last night enjoyed a a meal and uh, we wait for the transition to take place and for Liz Truss to offer her vision for the country later today. Yeah, let's see. Fingers crossed. Okay, exchange. Change rates, please, Hank. Got the pound against dollar coming at 115 and a half, euro dollar coming in at 0.99 and a half, and you get one euro 16 cents for your British pound this morning. Well, don't have too much to drink this evening because you've got to be up early tomorrow. You've got to be here tomorrow at the same time, same place. <laughs> I'll be back with you tomorrow, certainly still sober as usual. Oh, have a great birthday, Hank. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye. Barclays Private Bank has been in Monaco for 100 years. Since we opened our doors here in 1922, we have enabled our clients to invest in tomorrow and to influence it, drawing on experience, insights and ideas to help them create the world they want to make possible. And we're only just getting started. 100 years in Monaco, 100 years young. 